0: What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 1049 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 1049 The Horn and HornFM.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at EddieExperience, one E in the middle. Joining me as always. He's almost gotten rich from, his all, from all his uh, eggs Mr. Jordan Wahlberger Jordan, tell me you've got eggs Eddie Tell me you've got eggs
1: When I eat my first meal of eggs When the eggs come It will be the most expensive meal I've ever eaten <laughs> And then the average goes down after you eat the other ones But the first meal The first omelet is going to be very expensive No eggs yet I don't know what's going on where it was, we, you know, eight, they take chickens take like six or seven months to get eggs. And we, we, yeah, they do. So you have to like, you buy chicks and then it takes like six or seven months. And so we were at the point, we got them at four months and we told that these ones were coming at five and it's been five months, you know, since they've been born. So we should be having eggs any, uh, any day, you know, any, any, in the next couple of weeks or a month. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Stay tuned to our socials at fight night, ATX. Because we will be tweeting and ig pictures of Jordan and his famous eggs.
1: Yes, when I eat those eggs. Uh, that's right, Eddie. You mentioned that you can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me at Nonstop MMA. Eddie, I missed you. I missed you this weekend. We didn't get a chance. I, I warned you. I warned you that I might not be able to go. And, and let me tell you, I thought there was a moment that I was going to be able to go. And, uh, and then I ate, I'm going to just say it. I ate Burger King. Eddie. Um, oh, wow. I haven't had Burger King for years, and I probably will never have Burger King again. <laughs> uh, and no, Burger King is not a sponsor of the show, nor will they ever be because of this. Uh, but it was rough. I, I, I ate a double bacon king and fries, and I and I and it sounded good. And, and you know, it tasted pretty good. And then the night happened, and that was rough. And I thought I was going to make it all the way through, and, and I didn't. And I was sweating, and eventually... Uh, it was a, uh, it was a rough overall weekend and still, I'm still like queasy now. And so I, I was just that with like my sickness from last week. And I, I just told the UFC, I said, look, I don't, I don't, don't want to get people sick. And I just don't think I'm up to making the trip down there. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I know you were there, but that's not the only thing that happened to you this weekend. We will talk UFC San Antonio, but tell me you, what else happened well, see, to you Jordan, this weekend.
0: I know the real reason you weren't there is because they denied you front row access on Kate Kate side.
1: Oh, I think that was a placeholder. They had you slumming
0: it on the third row with me and the other radio people. So you're like, Jordan's like, I'm not going.
1: Well, I mean, there's not this a chance. The row was for the birds. I walk in there. I'm on the third row. I, I just drive home. You know, that doesn't let even happen. Let me tell
0: you, in this case, you might not be wrong because there was some lady from the commission behind me who would not shut up. Okay. The whole time. I'm it's like, oh, my God. But before that, I went out Friday night and saw John Wick 4. I was all excited for it, Jordan. And let me tell you, it did disappoint. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't skip a word there. It was just too much. How many dogs well, does this guy have? Uh, this is the fourth one.
1: Fourth dog.
0: Oh no no! How many dogs? No, just one. Okay,
1: just the one. Okay. Whew.
0: Yeah. Um, now, how many kills does he have? Lots. That number is off the charts. And I gotta tell you, it was like watching AEW wrestling. I'm like, look. Not everything needs to be 20 minutes. Every fight scene doesn't need to be 20 minutes. Can we just skip to the end? I know he's not going to die yet. We're like half an hour into the movie. Let's move this one along a little bit. I,
1: I, I might have fallen asleep a little bit. I am sorry that happened. I'm sorry you had to waste your time there. It's an almost
0: three-hour movie. And when you factor in the previews, you're over three hours. Well, I'm like, come on, man. That
1: let's seems let's, like you could have used go. your time more wiser.
0: I could have gone home and taken a nap
1: anything. I could have gone to see Scream. You could have watched some basketball, Eddie. March Madness was going on during that time.
0: Look. I don't want to sound upset. I I didn't watch anything Friday. But come Sunday, when Texas is playing for a spot in the Final Four, and those referees start to decide that they don't want Texas in the Final Four, it gets a little upsetting. But aside from all that, Congrats to the men's basketball team and new head coach, Ronnie Terry. It was a great season. Uh, we're all proud. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And I will be getting my Elite Eight shirt at some point soon.
1: I love how, Eddie, this is the beginning of Eddie talking about uh, refs in, for Texas, right? We're going to talk about the fight. Uh, but, Eddie, Texas choked. Texas choked. They were up by, what, 11, 9, 10? They choked. That was, that was crazy. Look, those
0: referees were calling fouls on every possession, Miami was pushing off with their elbows like they were Michael Irving in the 90s. They said nothing about it the whole time. Until one time at the very end of the game when they did call that foul. So I'm like, oh, so that is still against the rules. They've just been you know, letting go the whole game. But alas, if you're Miami, apparently you're allowed to do that. But hey, congrats
1: to them. Yeah. Florida, it's a, it's a March Madness town, or March Madness state, excuse me.
0: Uh, UConn and San Diego State are going to meet in the championship.
1: Yeah, well, we'll, we will see. I I think, uh, I definitely think UConn, so.
0: Yeah. There's no way Miami can shoot like that two games in a row. We will see.
1: Eddie, I think we got to talk about it. The UFC does not come to Texas very often. They come about once. Well, I mean, Texas, they come Uh, usually twice a year. But uh, they don't come to San Antonio or Austin very often. And they made the trip down to San Antonio. You made it down as well. I, I will be the first person to say I was wrong, I was wrong. I thought that Marlon Vera would not only make win. I I said he'd make quick work of Corey Sandhagen, and and he should have lost all five rounds on the scorecards, and only one judge saw that right.
0: Yeah, I didn't think he'd make short work, but I definitely thought he would win. Because let's face it, Corey Sandhagen, up until Saturday night, had been kind of a gatekeeper. But man, Cheeto just came out slow.
1: But he does and that. Although like, he does that. He, he does come off slow, but he just, he he does, just started too late.
0: Always, you can't always rely on the big comeback and the big punch to, to end things. And Sanhagen, I don't want to say outclassed him, but he made it look not that difficult. Now, I did tell the guy next to me that after the fourth round, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2-2. I heard you. Just yeah, because You also tweeted that. Yeah. Just because Sandhagen had slowed down and Cheeto had made it closer. So I said, I I wouldn't be surprised. He's like, are you kidding me? I got a 4-0. I'm like, have you been here tonight? Have you you seen this place? Yeah, it could literally be 2-2. And come to find out, one judge had Cheeto actually winning the fight.
1: Well, I mean, that one judge also judged his first uh, UFC fight that night. Yeah, well. So, I mean, that guy does not know what he's doing. And uh, and so that's kind of crazy. Texas is getting a bad reputation, and we're earning it. Yeah, we will talk. We'll, we will get to that point of the Texas Commission a little bit later. Uh, but Eddie, so let's talk. So Corey Sandhagen, great performance. I mean, it was a great performance. It was it was the right game plan against Cheeto Vera, and and Corey Sandhagen comes out and says, "Look, you know, we're going to talk about Roy Jones Jr. later, but y'all must have forgot." Well, maybe maybe not because he was the favorite going into the fight, but he probably said to Jordan, Jordan and Eddie, y'all must have forgot. I'm still here, and and he does. I mean, he he punched his ticket to you know. The, again, the top of the division. Um, yeah.
0: It's like one of those things where like, we think we know who someone is, but we're not in the uh, gym with them week after week. And we don't know how they're evolving, how they're getting better. Who was and it? We're saying they just, just prove to us that, hey, people evolve. People get better, and you don't know what the, what the product is until you see it on Facebook. Was Fortnite. it
1: Dennis Green who said we are who they thought they were?
0: Yes. Wow. Well, I, 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 he was and, not who
1: I thought he was. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, that's in football. But in fighting, we don't know.
1: All right. So Corey Sandhagen after the fight, uh, probably the best call out I've ever heard. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, oh, when he yeah, says no. when he calls out Marab and says I've got something, is it, I got a sandwich for you to eat and doesn't taste what? Did, what did he say?
0: I got I got something
1: for you and it don't taste good or okay, I mean it's corny. I got, it, I got something for you. It don't sound good. That's for sure. no, it didn't taste good, right? And so Corey Sandhagen calls out Marab Davalasfeeli. Now we know that Marab, uh, he is coming off that fight just a few weeks ago. He is. Um, you know, he, he is right up there. He won't fight the champion, Aljamain Sterling, who I thought Aljamain was there, Marab was there. And what do you think of that call-out? Do, do you like that fight and that matchup for uh, for Corey Sanhagen?
0: I love it for Sanhagen. I'm not sure if uh, if it's worth it for Marab. But if Sanhagen takes, um, takes Cheeto's spot at number three, then it's a perfect spot since Marab's not going to fight his buddy. May as well.
1: Well, I mean... And I
0: mean, it's, it's going to be a fun fight.
1: Again, what else... Are, I mean... We're at a point here, right, where what do you do if... You, I mean, now, if Cejudo defeats um, Aljamain in, in, in a month, on May 6th, then, then all bets are off. We have no idea what's going to happen. But if Aljamain wins, you know, Morab, he's not going to fight next. I mean, what, what, Morab has to fight. So I think there's no better person than fighting Corey Sandhagen. Because uh, now you could say, oh, well, Sean O'Malley's there. They're not going to make Sean O'Malley fight anybody. Sean O'Malley's getting the title shot. Yeah. After he's basically next, yeah, he's getting the fight, and he's not going to fight anybody. So you think I he's mean, the bantamweight, Colby Covington, and he's not fighting anyone else besides he's not going to fight Piotr Jan again. That just happened, and so you know Corey Sandhagen that is the next guy. So I, I don't think it makes sense to you know I, I like that fight, although you know uh, dominance. I think it was uh, Ali Abdelaziz. He came out and said, and, and Umar uh, Namaga Madoff. He came out and said that uh, he was actually offered the fight um, against on May thirteenth in a main event against Murab. And Marab's team, they said they declined it because he was injured. Uh, his manager said, they told Aaron Bronstetter on Monday that, uh, you know, he actually said Marab is much more interested in tasting the Sanhagen sandwich that was on the menu. Uh, that <laughs> fight comes at a much higher profile, extra value meal compared to a guy that's not even in the top 10. Uh, the thing about Marab, he said that Marab just fought and he fought injured. And then he said there's nothing to talk about until the May 6th Bantamweight fight. So, yeah, and that makes sense. Like, we don't need to, we don't need to do anything with Marab. Um, until until the aljamain Sahudo fight. But even with that, I mean, if you want to make the fight today, even if Sahudo wins or Aljo wins, I still think you go to O'Malley. O'Malley is going to draw bigger more eyeballs than Marab Devalashvili. And Marab Devalashvili, he's so good that he's going to still be there in a year from now. But, he, but he, he has to fight. He has to stay busy.
0: Well, let's hope he'll still be there in a year from now. You never know how this crazy game goes. And ask Cub Swanson, you know? Those stay busy fights can bite you in the ass.
1: Well, I, I think I think if we look at Cub Swanson, I, I've never thought, and I, I know I know this is true for you. You've never thought of Cub Swanson at the same level that we thought of as a Marab.
0: No, but he was in line for a title shot. Yeah, no, I get it. And and you just never know. So uh, we hope he'll still be there. He's banking on him, <laughs> still, him still being there. So yeah. Let's hope we're right.
1: Yeah, I get it. Uh, and then Marlon, you know, Marlon after the fight, I mean, he's he's, he's still young, obviously. Um, what do you do with, with Marlon then? I know. I think he called out Peter Jan uh, on social over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But anything else that uh, you would think, hey, let's that, go for Cheeto? Yeah, you
0: know, that would be a really great one.
1: You know, I don't even want to talk about another one. That's the one. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, I mean, it keeps them both relevant. I mean, if I was Peter Jan... I would go I'd be going down in the rankings. I I would be looking to to fight a guy somewhere closer to the end of the of the top ten. You've got to get well, a Well
0: Cheeto will be likely switching places. Yeah. With uh with San Higgins, so he might fall to six or seven. Yeah.
1: A, so that a works. good point. Uh all right, let's still a good name though. Yeah. All right, let's talk Holly Holm versus Yana. It used to be Kunisikaya, but now it's Santos. Uh did you see yes. the hammer? Did you see Maheta there?
0: I did see him there. Okay, good. Uh yeah, um he was a little disappointed at the end, yeah, as to be expected. But let me tell you, Holly Holm, as decorated as a boxer and kickboxer that she is, you know, literally she's in the boxing hall of fame already. She is going the GSP slash Czech Congo route and becoming more of a box, more of a grappler as, um, let's just say, she gets up in age a little bit. You know, let's just say she's over 40. Sure. So, yeah, she's a little older. And she's become, you know, you slow down a little bit. So she's become more of a grappler these days. And it is working for her. You know, she may not be in the elite, elite stage, but she is still uh, knocking people uh, out of the rankings, knocking people off their spots. And she's putting herself back in the conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, we look at Holly Holm. Does she do enough, right? Is she done enough to get another title shot against Amanda Nunez? Because you look at the buffer, right? Juliana Pena is ranked one. Uh, Ra- Raquel Pennington is ranked two. Holly Holm is ranked three. But if you look at it, right, I mean, Holly Holm, I think she's defeated Raquel Pennington twice. Now, Rocky, since then, she's been Caitlin Vieira, who I think Caitlin Vieira has a win over Holly Holm. Uh, She has a win over Aspen Ladd. Uh, She has a win over uh, Macy Chason, Pani Kianzad, and um, Marion Renault. Then it goes back, that's back in January 18th when when Holly defeated um, Raquel the last time. It's just interesting, right? I mean, what do you do if you are, you know, the UFC here? Well, you definitely think that Holly's going to draw
0: more eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And Rocky is higher ranked.
1: But when did you say that Holly beat her? That was back in uh, 2020. Was was the last time.
0: Yeah, okay, so, I mean, that, that did happen, but with it being like three years ago almost. I think, I think Rocky deserves it more at this moment, but you can never count on Holly with, the, with her name. And a popularity.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you cannot count her out, but... And and you just think about what happened. I mean, Raquel Pennington, I mean, she wanted to quit on the stool. Remember that? Remember her team forced her back into the fight? Hey, man, why are you bringing up old stuff? I'm just... I mean, I'm I'm just Stay in the now, Jordan. Let's talk about... That wasn't
0: 2022. That didn't just happen. It's been a while. No, that's true. Okay. You know, you can't hold the stuff against them from, like, years ago. Now... Is it a good matchup? Does anyone care? That's another question. But as far as deserves,
1: I think Rocky's right there. Well, they were going to do Rocky versus um, Irene Aldana. That was a fight that, that was gonna be, I guess it was going to be Rocky versus uh, Aldana too because they fought back in, in 2019. Uh, but they're both right up there in the, uh, in the division. Remember, that was supposed to headline originally. That was going to headline this card. It was going to be Rocky Pennington versus Irene Aldana at this card that was the original thing that we heard uh, Aldana she is you know she has she lost to uh, Holly Holm back in in 2020 as well she's on a two fight win streak so maybe that's the fight that they do and the winner gets the fight against the man Nunez. but there's there's obviously lots of opportunities and, and lots of options out there for the UFC and the question is are any of them really good i mean it's it's bananway right and then you know yeah. at what point i mean then you have Julian Peña who's in the mix too maybe Holly fights Julian Peña that would be a fun fight that would be let let Rocky or Irene Aldana fight the uh, right fight uh, Amanda, and then you put uh, Julian Pena versus Holly Holm. Yeah, put it on the same card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, and then uh, I was Nate Landwehr. That guy, that guy's fun.
0: <laughs> I forgot that he was one of those guys until he started talking. Like there was something about him. I'm like, something seems really familiar. And then he opened his mouth. I was like, oh yeah, that guy,
1: fun guys. Fun guys like that. Uh, so he got a win over Austin Lingo. That was a one of the only the two Gosh, Not a lot of dis, not a lot of uh, finishes. I think there was three finishes in the fight card. Yeah. it was a long night.
0: And some of those decisions, uh, they were sketchy. They had a Texan in uh, just about every matchup up mm-hmm. until the uh, co-main, and te- Texans were four and one up until the decisions got sketchy. Uh, we had uh, who was it? Victor Altamorano, C.J. Vegara. That guy, C.J. Vegara. He could be a star. Keep yep. an eye out for him. Yeah, he had, he had a T- Giles. TKO finish there. Yeah. Uh, Trevin Giles, uh, Steven Peterson. She's from Dallas, but he lost. And retired. And, uh, laid down his gloves, yeah. Then Daniel Pineda won. So at that point, Texans are 4-1. and one. And then the uh, Inja Kwanee fight, the Andrea Lee fight. Yep. Both sketchy decisions. Andrea Lee, people forget she was born in Texas, so that's why she counts there. And then Lingo, he lost. So the field caught up to Texas at the end, but you know, it was cool while it lasted. Yeah.
1: How about Macy Barber, though? So Macy Barber, uh, she comes in, she gets the win. She may not have deserved the win, right? But it does, she gets the win. She's going to get elevated by that. Andrea Lee was only ranked 11th. So it's only a a couple spots up. But I'd like to see Macy Barber get back to fighting someone in the top 10. You know, Macy Barber is someone who is a was a prospect, was a top prospect, and someone we were interested in seeing fight. Um, the, I mean, seeing her get wins is good, but, I mean, I, w- I would like to see her earn it a little bit more.
0: Definitely, and especially when you're going to be fighting that, I don't want to call it low, but that low on the uh, on the rankings, you should have much more definitive wins if you're going to call yourself the future and talk about how you're going to win the title
1: in the next year or so. She's not going to do that now. That, that's not possible. No, she's not. So no. too many people. I mean, you think about Aaron Blanchfield, uh Manin Faro, Talia Santos. I mean, there's too many good people. I mean, maybe she fights like someone like a Caitlin Chikagian, Lauren Murphy next. Uh, that would be something that would be interesting. So that's a big jump too mm-hmm. for her.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, Amanda Hibas. Yeah, that's
1: fine too. Jennifer I mean, Maya. I mean yeah, Macy Barber, but, but Macy Barber's been up there, right? I mean, she's just she's been up at the up, you know, fought tougher people in the division. And so it, it's interesting because she's lost some of those. She has a, I mean, she did fight Alexa Grosso at one point, right? So uh, yeah. she lost, How'd that but go? she, yeah, she lost. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's, and then I think, uh, Eddie, uh, I did want to mention, you mentioned the Texas commission and the refing that, uh, that happened. And, and I think, did you see that? I mean, it's been going everywhere on, um, and I know you didn't go there on, on Friday night because you were at, uh, at John Wick 4, but there was a Fury FC event in San Antonio. And there was a, uh, a guy who, he let a judge, so a guy got unconscious. I think it was like a guillotine joke. He lets him like, uh think Go ahead. Triangle? I think you're right. It's a triangle. He goes out. Yeah. And then the guy moves over into a an arm bar, the guy wakes back up, and finally, uh, you know, he's able to tap. But the ref didn't even notice that he was out. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean the ref it, it didn't change position, he's just like stent. you can see it if you uh if you haven't seen the video yet. Um look up Ariel Hilwani's Twitter. And there's a decent video over it there. It's the first one that pops into my head. Um, but yeah, the ref's standing there looking at him doesn't like change his position to get a better look at the guy's face to see if he's, uh, you know, see if he's out. Let's let's not forget this is a choke, not just a submission. It's a choke. So if you don't see much movement, you got to see if the guy is still conscious. And this referee just stood there, kind of staring. And I. Kinda reminds me this time I tried to umpire baseball, and I realized really quickly I had no idea what I was doing. And let me tell you, the crowd knew I had no idea what I was doing. But that was kids' baseball. This is someone's life in your hands, you know. And I don't know if the uh, the opponent was trying to tell him that he was out or what, but the guy finally like the the commentary
1: was the commentary was yelling that he was out.
0: Yeah, I think even his corner was trying to tell him tell the ref. But yeah, so like I said, he wakes up, the opponent puts him in an arm bar, and I think they said he actually fractured his elbow, uh, and he finally tapped out, because he woke up. And that guy was judging UFC fights on Saturday.
1: Yeah, the next night.
0: So he went from almost getting someone killed to judging fights. We got to do better.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I, I mean, I, you hate to say Texas on that, but that was kind of a blunder by Texas there. Yeah.
0: Now, if you want to talk about that Macy Barber uh, decision where uh, she ended up with a 30-27, that was Dan Marigliata and he has nothing to do with Texas except for, I guess, being licensed to judge. So we're not going to blame that one on Texas. But the Chidi and Jekwani fight, the um, – uh, oh, yeah, the, the main event. Yeah. He's it's the Gio one – Jio getting getting a getting yeah. win or on someone's card. Yeah. That's that's kind of
1: crazy. Hey, so I know you said you you did hear from Dana White afterwards. Anything interesting that uh, we heard from Dana White on the uh, on the from the press conference afterwards? Uh, the main thing is, no one
0: really wants to press Dana when he says stupid stuff in this press, in the press conferences because you know he can be kind of vindictive. Next thing you know, you get no access anymore. But uh, he was asked about Colby Covington facing Leon Edwards. Yeah, he basically doubled I, down on him. Yeah, and, you know, normally he always says he doesn't like to make fights on on fight night or right after an event, but he did last uh, at 286. So they asked him about it, and he said that was a no-brainer. He said, quote, I mean, if Usman doesn't exist, Kobe's been the champ for a while now, and he's been there forever. He cut the weight. He showed up to fill in for that fight and a million other reasons why he deserves that fight. Which one of those tells you that a guy deserves a championship?
1: I mean, this the one's tough. That he lo- the fact that he lost twice for the belt. I mean, just wait, just wait until the Masvidal versus Gilbert Burns fight. I mean, at, at least by at least that, at least just wait that way. Well, I think he's afraid that Gilbert Burns wins that,
0: and then he's well, got a better. Uh, Gilbert Burns doesn't deserve better.
1: it. Gilbert Burns doesn't deserve it. So I, I don't think. I mean, Gilbert is coming off of a loss. I mean, if you, if you say Gilbert wins over win over Jorge Masvidal, then then you can't argue and sit that, that he he's got a uh, he deserves it any more than. Than, than Colby Covington. So
0: I, well, I'm not saying it does. But either way, I, I don't think
1: he's worried about Gilbert. But it, you have a thing that with, with Jorge Masvidal, like it writes himself from the three-piece in a soda. So that's where you go. I, or at least don't say anything until that fight happens, and then you make the decision. But I don't know. Yeah, don't just
0: like come out there and just declare it for no reason. At least say that you guys had a discussion about it, you talked it over for a while, and it made the most sense, made the most money. But to just declare it, oh, he cut weight for us. You know, and then to say that um, someone said, "Well, he hasn't fought in a while." Like, well, Leon sat out two years. Not his pretty good reason. Yeah, it's called a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, Kobe just didn't want to face anybody tough. You said you were going to have him against um, uh, who was it? uh, Hamzat? Never happened. Kobe wasn't signing for that. Yeah, he's not going to face any actual contender because he knows if he waits around, Dana will just give him a title shot, and it happened.
1: It works out. All right, let's talk a little bit of boxing before we uh, before we break, Eddie.
0: I left the UFC press conference um, after Dana because I had a headache and I wanted to get home to see if I could make any if I could see any of Benavidez versus Plant. I made it home in time for the ninth round, and Benavidez was just going off on Plant. From what I could tell, or what I, they were telling me, Plant probably won like the first four or five rounds, but after that, it was all Benavidez. And it looked like it, to my vantage point, too. Plant was holding a lot to try and um, slow down Benavidez's momentum. He likes to throw punches and bunches. But every time I could see him holding there at the end of the, end of the fight, Benavidez was just teeing off on him. So I was like, dude, you got to let go. You, this is not working out for you. But Benavidez wins by unanimous decision to retain his WBC interim super middleweight title and establish himself as the next challenger for Canelo Alvarez, possibly. But Canelo's already got a mandatory coming up in May, and then September, Benavidez could slide in there if Canelo decides that it's a big enough fight, but he also wants to get back that Bivol fight from last year, which I think is a bad idea. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Over in England, Lawrence O'Coley cruised to a unanimous decision over David Light and a lackluster performance to defend his WBO, WBO cruiserweight title that kind of had the English fans booing him. But uh, maybe a little ring rust, but we'll see what goes on there with his uh,
1: next challenger. All right. I like it. Guys, that was boxing. That was UFC San Antonio. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn and HornFM.com. We will be right back. <laughs> It's what's up with that? Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee and clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on what's up with that. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? With you yeah oh, yo Woo.
0: Yeah. welcome back to Fight Night on 1049 The Horn and Hornfm.com. I'm Eddie, that's Jordan. And Jordan, not only are we back from vacationing and things, so is Saturday Night Live. Tell me what's up with that.
1: Yeah, so Quinta Brunson. I think that's Abbott Elementary. I think you told me that a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. With yes. little Yachty, I think that's is that's one of your favorite singers? <laughs> okay sorry uh all right then you got molly shannon next week with the jonas brothers oh your favorite singers sure i mean they're not hanson but i, I do i do like them uh <laughs> and then you got anna de Armas and carol Ooh. g i don't know who carol g is but i have no idea who she is but i know who anna de armis is and whew. okay there we go
0: yeah so that's a interesting lineup the molly shannon one could be fun so uh we're definitely gonna see some cheerleaders
1: coming back there that's uh that's
0: yeah, no, uh, no. That, the, that, uh, that would
1: be Sherry O'Terry, but maybe who's the one that's Mary, Mary Catherine Gallagher? Come on,
0: yeah, that's the one.
1: Or the lady who's uh, who's fifty. I'm fifty, but now she's probably seventy. So, uh, which one did the uh, simmer down? Now, is, is that? Oh my gosh, is that, that, that Anna Gaston? You know tired? what that, that was? Sherry O'Terry. That think. was also Sherry O'Terry. Gosh, you put yeah. me on the spot there. I'm sorry. That's Come that's embarrassing. To for, I'm not gonna lie. That's embarrassing right now. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I expect more from you. Golly. I don't know why you're such a I... Debbie Downer. Who's that? Come on, wah, wah. who is it? I don't remember. Rachel her Dratch. Come on.
0: Oh yeah, I can see her face, but I have no idea. Yeah. But Jordan, while we're talking about stupid stuff, let's get back to it. And Bellator has announced two title fights for their event in June in chi Town. What's up with that? Yeah, I'm a
1: little. I was a little nervous where you were going with that. Talking about stupid stuff because what Bellator's doing at Bellator 297 is pretty awesome so bellator oh, yeah. 297 they're, they're awesome. uh, that's true uh, june 16th the wind trust arena light heavyweight champion vadim nemkov is going to face UL romero that's romero's uh, debut in bellator now they were supposed to fight remember at uh, at bellator 290 in february but uh, nemkov had to withdraw from the fight now in the co-main event you've got the featherweight champion patricio pitbull freire he's dropping down to bantamweight to fight the 135-pounder champion, Sergio Pettis. Now, Sergio Pettis, if you remember, he was supposed to be in the Bantamweight Grand Prix. Pettis got injured, and so he was removed from it. And now they have an interim champion, and the, the, it's still going on. Raffin Stotts is fighting Patchy Mix on April 22nd. Uh, but, so the UFC just, or excuse me, Bellator just threw in a completely different kind of new bracket to, to get to the finals. And so Pitbull is attempting to be the first fighter to hold three belts in a major promotion, right? He's the current 145 champion. He had the 155 pound title, but he vacated it for his brother, and now he's going for the third. So, uh, if Sergio and, and if you know Pitbull gets past him, right? He is going to fight the winner of rafael Stotts versus Patchy Mix for the title. So, pretty awesome what Bellator is doing, and uh, and pretty incredible with what you know uh, Pitbull can do because Pitbull is, is arguably the greatest Bellator fighter of all time. So, so to see That's him, not arguable. yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, so to see him go for uh, this history is, is awesome.
0: It is, and this is the way that the Grand Prix should be. You shouldn't have the title on the line every fight. You, have, you go through the Grand Prix, you have a winner. That winner fights the champion. That's how it's supposed to be. You make him the champion, give him a belt, give him a Grand Prix belt, whatever. The Grand Prix winner should not be the champion. It should be separate, and then you have a super fight afterwards. That's what makes it super.
1: Thanks for asking. I like it. And, and you, you spelled it out perfectly.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, um, <laughs>
1: a baby cookie monster is on the way for Carla Esparza Jordan. What's up with that? Yeah, so Carla Esparza announced on Instagram that she's pregnant and she's expecting a baby in September. She said that uh, little cookie monster is coming to arrive in September and she's planning on fighting in uh, in mid-2024. So, so obviously, oh, congratulations to her. I mean, that, that is coming back. Pretty fast, but uh, that's, you know, exciting for her and her husband. Um, you remember that she got married like right after she won the belt? And so she walked yeah, down the aisle. She's not wasting time. Yeah, Well, I'm just saying she won the belt and then she walked down the aisle with the belt on. So
0: no, I'm just saying her wedding wasn't that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And they're already expecting a baby. So she does not waste time. Now,
1: she wants to she wants Win to the have, belt, have that baby get
0: married, have the baby come back. Like, Carla, take a breath. Yeah,
1: get back to fight. So uh, <laughs> I, but I know while we're talking about babies, I do need to congratulate my good friend Peter and his wife, Shannon, on baby number three. Oh. And then I actually you're going to tell us that you were having. Oh, one. no, I'm too old and not available to do that. Uh, and then long my long. two uh, and my two sister in law also pregnant. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uncle Jordan. Uncle Jordan. Yeah, yes. the, the, I think they're both of their fourth children. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's that's whew, that's way too many.
1: Yeah. Um although I have four so it's it's also okay. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, that's a lot.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, Jordan. A couple of UFC Hall of Fame inductions were announced over the weekend, over the last couple of weeks, including one this past
1: weekend. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know how we missed this last week, Eddie. This was to not talk. Uh at UFC London, they announced that uh, they were going to be inducting Anderson Silva into the Pioneer Wing of the Hall of Fame. Uh, that, it just seemed like such a
0: no brainer that we didn't even think about it.
1: it. It was, I mean, it was a blunder bias because, you know, a, your love of Anderson Silva and B it, it just makes sense. Uh, you know, you wonder like what took so long We I mean, we already have DC in there. We already have Khabib. It's, it's probably Anderson Silva's uh, desire to box. It's probably his, uh, his boxing. It's Jake Paul that kind of pushed him back. Uh, but the UFC decided, Hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Right. And uh, they ended, so they're they're inducting him into the Pioneer Wing. I uh, remember they announced. I don't James know if he Polgar. should be the
0: Pioneer Wing. Well, I mean,
1: Anderson Silva is a pioneer uh, in in fighting. I mean, he is he is. You think back to you know, compared to the modern wing, I guess if we're putting people into the modern, I don't think of Daniel Cormier and Anderson Silva kind of the same contemporaries. Although you know, he Daniel Cormier finished before him. I just think Anderson started way before him. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, I can I can see what you mean there. Yeah. So
1: I, I get and I get what you're saying, right? Because he only did. I mean, retire. he did
0: spend time in Pride. So that does make you kind of a pioneer yeah. just by itself.
1: So, And then this last weekend, Eddie, uh, the UFC announced, in, in, in Texas fashion, obviously, they need to do it here in Texas, uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone would be inducted into the modern wing. And so, he, you know, Cowboy was there. He didn't know that he was going to be in, in, inducted, and he, uh, he didn't know his family was going to be there either. Uh, they brought his, his kids out and uh, his wife out. They, they tricked him and, and flew him in there. Uh, Eddie, you were in the building. How was the reception? How was that to, announcement received for Cowboy?
0: Oh, the reception was huge. Yeah. Um, they played his uh, intro song, Cowboy, by Kid Rock. And you could just see the, uh, the grin on the Cowboy's face was just never ending. And then next thing you know, here comes his wife and kids. And, you know, it was a great
1: moment for him. Eddie, where do you stand? I, I, okay. Where do you stand on Cowboy being a Hall of Famer? I don't want to sound like a hater, but I don't
0: know if he's up there, man. People can literally debate on Eli Manning being an NFL Hall of Famer, and he's won two Super Bowls. But uh, Cowboy is considered a no-brainer, and he never won a UFC title. Now, granted, he is a fan favorite. He had tons of great fights, but he also lost a lot of fights and never held a belt. So it's like, is it the Hall of just people we love? Or is it the Hall of the Elite?
1: Well, I mean, I guess it's the UFC's Hall of Fame, so it's whatever they want it to be officially, right? I think it's just...
0: The Hall of Whatever Dana Says.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's that's probably true. So so Cowboy twenty three and fourteen. But look, man.
0: Yeah. Until Eve Edwards is in it, it doesn't count.
1: All right. Well, I know you like that. Uh, Cowboy's zero and four in title fights. He does have eighteen bonuses. Uh, he is the first non champion. Inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame's modern wing, uh, so I mean it, it does give you pause. Uh, but if you look at like what he meant to the UFC, uh, and he is a fan favorite, and you know he's a good dude, and, and I guess it's it's the UFC. Now would he be in the MMA Hall of Fame? That's probably a different conversation, right?
0: Yeah, because like uh, like like Uriah Faber, you know, he was the WEC kind of uh, like he was the, He was the main guy in WEC, you know, he was the king of the place. Um, but then he came of UFC, almost just like Cowboy was like 0-3, 0-4 in title fights. But but he's in the Pioneer wing. So that makes sense in that way. But it's debatable. I, I w- we'll just leave it at that. But the debate is most likely going to air on him being in it.
1: Yeah, he is going to be in it. So, Eddie, I've got a what up with that for you. So, uh, oh Eddie, Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight title, Is off. What's up with that? Man, Fury doesn't want this fight, it
0: seems like. He is making ridiculous demands. I mean, he demanded a 70-30 split for this fight. And he's got one belt. Usyk's got three. But he's still demanding this big split. Maybe because, okay, he's the bigger name. It's likely going to be in England. Um, Okay, so... Usyk actually de- agreed to the 70-30 split, but then Fury moved the goalposts, and he wants a 50, even if he loses, he wants a 50-50 split on the rematch, in which he'd be coming in with no belts, and it would basically be wherever Usyk wants it to be. And he demanded a 50-50 split on that. And, you know, like they should, Usyk and their camp balked at that. And now, you know, Tyson Fury just doesn't want to fight doesn't want this fight, so he keeps moving the goalposts. And it's disappointing, but hopefully this opens up the door for someone like Francis Ngannou to face Fury and uh, what would just be a grand spectacle. And don't even ask about Fury facing Anthony Joshua because he really doesn't want that one, which is surprising because he's a great boxer with knockout power. He's a huge draw. You'd think, you know, especially at this, his age, he would just want the biggest fights possible to make the most money. But
1: no, he doesn't want to fight. All right. Well, thank you for that. So, Eddie, sure. let me hit you with a couple new fights, and we'll go from there. All right? So, I-, I got a couple bangers in there. Uh, Muhammad Usman, he remember, he won uh, Kamar's brother, and he won the ultimate fighter. Oh, He's yeah. fighting Junior Tafa. Uh, but then, on April 29th, in a main event, Moicano, Money Moicano versus Armin Sarukian. That's a banger right there. Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod versus Ian Machado. Gary, that's a great fight. And then Brendan Allen versus Jack Hermanson happened on June 3rd. So, Eddie, that's what's up with that. That is New Fights Guys. You're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 the Horn, hornfm.com and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, 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 hey. hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can find us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, there's no UFC this weekend, but there's lots of fights still happening. We got PFL1 for the start of the season. We got Bellator 293 on Friday night. We got a little bit of boxing. We got Anthony Joshua versus Jermaine Franklin. Uh, We've got Game Bread Boxing 4. And, Eddie, we got the granddaddy of them all. We got Ooh. WrestleMania 39. And tell me, are you going to be talking WrestleMania 39 with Stu this week?
0: I will be with Hall of Fame Stu on Tuesday night talking WrestleMania. And let me tell you, I'm ready to nerd out with our boys and talk about some uh, wrestling.
1: Let me tell you, I'm disappointed that, uh, that my card for uh, my, my autograph of Cody Rhodes has not come yet. It has not been fulfilled yet. Cody Rhodes, go sign your cards for Panini so we can get that back <laughs> to me. Come on. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's happening at night two. And, and is it? Cody Rhodes is winning that fight, right? Yeah, he's
0: got it. There's already been leaks online of uh, a new uh, title belt.
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: And they say he's, bring, he's bringing back the winged eagle design, to which I say, that's redundant. It's an eagle. Of course, it's winged. Don't be stupid.
1: And then it, I hear it's, I think what what is it, elimination chambers afterwards right?
0: Uh, first is backlash. Okay, backlash. Got so it's, oh, it sorry. sounds like they're going to have backlash. like the
1: Usos uh, and Roman versus Cody and, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, who I think there's a title the tag team title match. So, but let's let's you can talk all about WrestleMania 39. Let's quickly talk. So we got PFL. It's the kickoff of the 2023 season, and uh, and this is a great great main event. Uh, former winner Brendan Lofnan, he's fighting and then you got the I think the former winner Rob Wilkinson as well. Uh he's fighting up Brendan Lofton, he's fighting Marlon Morais and then at light heavyweight you got Rob Wilkinson fighting Tiago Santos. So hopefully the Santos family is going to get a win in uh, in the span of a week, right?
0: Yeah, it's got to be it's going to suck for both of them to be cutting weight at the same time. And
1: then not peaking the same night, you know, that that's probably tough too. Because Yana just... could eat now and and Thiago still has to keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, it's even worse for him. Yeah. So and also, uh, Christoph Yodko. Yep. On the card, Chris Wade versus Bubba Jenkins. Uh, Corey Hendricks versus Impa Kasangane.
1: Yeah, remember him? Remember, remember Impa Kasangane? Can't forget that name, dude. Yeah, but remember what happened to him? Uh, he got kicked in the head, didn't he? Yeah, he's the Walking Buckley, uh, guy Ooh. that got uh, that got hit on the backside. So yeah, knocked him all the way to PFL. Man, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it's a, it's a great start. It's happening at the uh, I think in Vegas, like the Virgin Atlantic, or sorry, not the Virgin, but the Virgin uh, Hotels. And so that's uh, that's and they're actually there for the first three weeks. So we have three weeks in a row of uh, of PFL. So that'll that'll be exciting there. Uh, and then we've got uh, Bellator two ninety three now, not the strongest of cards over on uh, on Bellator. You got Marcela Gomes versus Daniel James. Kat Zingano is fighting against Leia McCourt. Uh, you got to think that she is fighting for a chance to fight. Uh, cyborg. I know they were supposed to fight you. before that, but who knows what's going on there?
0: Yeah, Kat should be the main event of this. Yeah, she it, is the biggest name on this card. Yeah. And to have her underneath Marcelo Gome versus Daniel James. Daniel James doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. I know. Uh, Kat Katzen, is the main event of this. Yeah.
1: Uh, you got John Salter on there versus Aaron Jeffrey, uh, Hustam Khabilov. Oh, Hustam Khabilov. Yep, yep, he's fighting Jaleel Willis. Uh, and then one guy I think just on the uh, on the prelims. Uh, I mean, he's a name, Adam Piccolodi, and fighting for. He's been a, a long term Bellator fighter, and uh, and he's fighting on the card as well against Mandel Nalo. Uh, it's been like I mean, it's a it's a lot of fights on there, and uh, that's happening in uh, in Pachanga. At, in, uh, in Temecula, so that's exciting. But but Eddie... And the we, main card will be on Showtime while the prelim's on uh, YouTube. That's right. So we got Anthony Joshua fighting, though, this weekend.
0: Yeah, he's facing Jermaine Franklin. Um, it's not a marquee event, but anytime Joshua's fighting, makes it marquee. Uh, so that should be uh, at least kind of interesting. And on the undercard, uh, co-main and feature, I guess, got a couple of uh, minor titles. The European middleweight title, WBA intercontinental light heavyweight title. So... Um, there's gold, but it's not a, uh, a big-time card. You know, if you're going to be watching anything, it should be WrestleMania.
1: Uh, or, yeah. I mean, if there's only one or, intercontinental fight you're going to watch this weekend, it better be Gunter versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, right? That's very true. Yeah. But if you're going to be watching boxing,
0: you need to be watching Game Bread Boxing 4. Yeah, they're going to Oh my god, this yeah, card is ridiculous. They're going
1: to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You got Roy Jones Jr. versus Anthony Pettis in the main event. Uh you got yeah. Vitor Belfort versus Jacare Souza. That fight's going to be interesting. Hey, uh, by the way, Vitor Belfort's
0: son has committed to play quarterback at I believe Virginia Tech.
1: Okay. I did see I saw you posted that. Uh, you got Jose Aldo. He's fighting Jeremy Stevens. That fight is going to be bananas. Uh, I think just other things that are on there, Pro Gonzalo versus Gina Mazzani. Uh, oh. You got Marcus Perez versus Joe Riggs. I thought Joe that Riggs. Paul Daly at some point was going to be on this card. It looks like he had to pull off the card uh, because of Visa issues.
0: Yeah, so. and uh, Houston's uh, Killer B-Win facing her. Uh, I think she was supposed to face Emily Whitmire, but she had to pull out. So it's Andy Win versus B-Win. That one's
1: kind of funny. Yeah, interesting. So but that'll can only be, be fun. one
0: that can only be one win.
1: And that'll be the winner. Get it, get it, Eddie. You like that? Oh, we're we're horrible. We are terrible. Uh, not terrible. as bad as, as Corey Sandhagen though. So, but that is uh, but that is okay. So that'll be fun. And uh, and then that we're coming back next week, Eddie. We're going to talk uh, UFC. I guess it was two eighty seven, and you got Izzy versus Alex Pajera. Oh, That's going to be a man. banger. And then uh, you know, game bread, uh, Jorge Masvidal versus Gilbert Burns. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are proud to be the. MMA show of Texas. Stay tuned. You got sports guys talking wrestling, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons, Eddie Cross and coming up right yeah. next and uh, follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Have a great week and we will see you next week.
0: Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again.